This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Miriam Grunhaus. Miriam is a fashion designer, author, and course creator. Thank you for joining me today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? Yes. So I started as a graphic designer and marketer and I had my own boutique firm. I did a lot of work with major pharmaceutical companies teaching them ethics and compliance, even though I was a graphic designer, but I was very much focused into the ethics world. When pharmaceutical companies were having mergers and acquisitions at that time of my life, I experienced adversity. It was family estrangement, and it was a very difficult time in my life. And I figured because my business had slowed down and I wanted to drug myself with work, I said, I'm gonna start a new business something that I know nothing about. I'm going to be so extremely busy and I will not think about my problems. So I decided to become a fashion designer. I never sewed before. I never went to fashion school, but I know that I can figure things out and I'm creative. So I started a fashion brand and for two years I was designing. I got my clothing line in 40 boutiques nationwide, but I was not feeling fulfilled. And at that time, I received a message, not in a bottle, via WhatsApp, but I got a video from a friend of mine. And it was this young man from Thailand who spoke about the Japanese art of kintsugi and what it means as a philosophy. And kintsugi in Japanese culture is when pottery breaks, they mend it. They don't throw out the pieces and they mend it with lacquer and gold. And as a philosophy teaches that everything can be mendable, everything can be healed. And for me, it was an aha moment because I was dealing, I was not dealing, right? I was not mending. I was just uh, getting busy and having my pain over here and thinking that I would be recovering just from being busy. So that transformed my business. Because what I did is I went back, you know, I've read the books, uh, Donald Miller and Steven Sinek about a story brand and what's your why. So if your followers or business people, I'm sure they've heard of these amazing books, which I highly recommend. And you need to have a story in your business and you really need to know your why, because then you're working from a different perspective. It's you're coming from a point of service to others. And I realized that I started fashion because I wanted to be connected to women, but I didn't know what was my, my place in that relationship. Once I changed the fashion to look like Kintsugi, my clothing now, they all represent mending and healing in some form, I started feeling fulfilled. And the company also took off because it wasn't just about the products that I was selling, but it was really about my story, my feelings, my, my really genuine connection with the market that I serve. From that, 
I decided that I wanted to heal and, but I do things a little bit different instead of going the regular route of maybe I need therapy, maybe I need to take medication. You know, I wanted to speak to, to other women who had faced adversity and thrived. They were, you know, productive and feeling joyful. So about two and a half years ago, I started interviewing thrivers and learning from them and really taking note of their journeys and their trajectories. And I found out the most amazing thing, that it did not matter their background, their religion, their age, their color, ethnicity. It didn't matter anything. It also did not matter what adversity they faced because I interviewed women who were dealing with illness, limb loss, um, abuse, rape. I mean, the gamut, everything I've interviewed. And the journey, when, when I really analyzed, because I was looking at my interviews almost like a, a research, like data, I saw that they were really doing the same basic things in order to heal and become thrivers. So I wrote a book that was just published on Amazon called Heal with Gold, the gold that comes from the Kintsugi gold. And I started interviewing men now. And um, it's, it's just incredible to, to learn. I, I put into practice everything that I learned from them. And one day I woke up feeling better, you know, not feeling like I had that chokehold around myself. And I still work a lot, but I feel that now instead of working to numb, I am working because I'm so driven about my mission to help other people find joy. Yeah, I agree. And I think like me and myself personally, I tell myself or I say in general, like if you wake up tomorrow, you can change the trajectory of your life. You can pivot, you can, you know, resolve anything or try to attempt anything. And I think, I think it's important because a lot of people kind of get stuck in terms of not being able possibly to overcome something or think like a challenge is too big. And like you mentioned, I think it's important to talk to people that have been through similar situations. Um, so you really know uh, what you're going through or they're going through and you connect on that level. So like me personally, I'm a foster parent. So talking with under, other foster parents, they know kind of the struggles and the day to days and they can really re, uh, re, uh, relate to me and my wife faster. And I think also kind of learning what makes people tick like on this show. And like you said, on your show, you can find and kind of track back like overlying traits or something that someone's done. So if I go back to like the 250 interviews I've done, I can listen to what motivates each person or what each person have overcome and see kind of similarities or obviously the directions and variables are a little different, but really understand like that, like you said, success and overcoming things is universal. You don't have to be coming from a specific background or a specific position. It just kind of, you know, you making the decision to do so. Exactly. It's a choice. You know, everything in life is, is a choice how you relate to your family members, how you eat, how uh, if you exercise, everything in life is a choice and it's a trade-off. You know, you put your time towards this, you're taking time away from something else, but everything is a choice and joy is a choice. And it takes wanting, it takes understanding that it's also a time commitment, but at the end of the day, we all want to be happy. We all, you know, we're here 
we want to be happy while we're here. And more than anything else, right? Success, what is success if you're miserable every single day of your life? So if you want to be successful, but you want to be happy, you have to be happy first. And the success will come much faster. I really noticed also that the success in business, if your followers are entrepreneurs, 100% once you are coming from a point of joy of when, when the vibration that you're giving off to this world is a positive one, you attract a lot more positive things back. So that has been instrumental into the success of my brand. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of what you put out there is what you get back and what you surround yourself with. You can be the most positive person, but if you have negativity surrounding you, either kind of in your workplace or your close circle, like you have to figure out something has to change because you can be the most positive and driven person. If you're constantly bombarded with that negativity, it will eventually bring you down. Exactly. So true. So now my, my life became, um, you know, you said, you know, where are you? And it's so, you know, I read a book by Emily Warnick and then it's the name, the title of the book is how to be everything. And she made up a word called multipotentialite. And I'm definitely a multipotentialite, you know, is somebody that can do different things, who wants to do different things. But I think that the underlining uh, motivation that I have is to connect with people and and give them hope that there is hope that there is a healing that there is joy after adversity yeah i agree and i think you mentioned a little earlier too kind of that time so what you're focusing on i think a lot of people think and some people that they try to reach that work-life balance and that 50 50 there's always a give and take you always have to sacrifice either personally or professionally and then learn kind of the right balance for you on an individual basis exactly and for each person is something else there is no right or wrong Yep, I agree. So what's one thing that motivates you currently? Obviously, those motivations may have changed over time, but what currently motivates you to succeed? What motivates me is actually a huge problem that I have because I have this sudden fear that I'm going to die before I accomplish what I want to accomplish, you know, that, that time is limited, you know, especially when I interview so many people that have dealt with so many health issues, uh, you, you understand time on this planet a little bit different. Um, last year, my husband had a stroke, so out of the blue, he's young, he's thin, he's healthy, and really, he wasn't. And then you start understanding time in a different way. So. My goal, what I want, is really to motivate people to start, to, un- to, to desire to not be a victim, to desire to have a, help, a happy life and start the work towards it. So I want to influence them to believe that there is healing, that there, and, and if they don't if they don't have within them to do it alone, that there is help out there. So I, I want to do that with my fashion, you know, inspired through clothing. You know, fashion talks so much. It says so much. It says about you. It says to people that see you dressed. So I, I love that. I want to use that. I feel almost like I'm creating billboards. 
you know, from my graphic design days, from the days of billboards that everybody's wearing. So that's very exciting. And then I want to connect on a deeper level through my book and my course and maybe doing one-on-one speaking events. I love speaking in public. So it's just, I want to spread this message. And if I can make a living doing so, then even better. Yeah, I think you you just mentioned a good point also. It's kind of getting people to start. So oftentimes that first step is the hardest. So getting out of your own head, getting out of your comfort zone, getting all the negativity and like the doubt and the people around you that may be doubting you, you know, you have a comfortable job, why sacrifice it to start this, you know, new venture. But it's one of those things, majority of things that are super scary when you get over that first step you see how rewarding and how much growth there is. And usually, obviously, sometimes, you know, things fail, but you never know if you didn't try. So 30, 40 years down the line, you're going to have a what if. And even if it did fail, learning from each of those failures. Well, failure is a stepping stone to success. I mean, it is really just a process, you know, of elimination. Okay, that is not going to be the way, but now I know not to go there. It's also how you see failure. You know, I have started, when I started in fashion, I started with handbags and I love leather. So, and I immediately, I started going to Italy, buying those beautiful leathers, creating those bags. But I soon realized that people wear bags for the you know, impression that they make. It's a status symbol. It's not so much about, you know, comfort of the bag or, you know, how you're going to use the bag. It's more about the message. So branding was very important. And I knew that I would have to spend millions of dollars to build my brand. Didn't have those millions of dollars. So I pivoted, you know, I stopped doing the bags and I started doing clothing. Do I regret that year? Do I regret the financial loss? Absolutely not. First of all, I learned so much about importing, exporting, all kinds of rules and regulations, you know, getting permission to deal with animal skins. And there's so much knowledge in there. Will I go back and do handbags? For right now, no. But it it was a stepping stone for me to move to clothing where I found my success and my spot, the best place for me. Yeah, I agree. I had someone on the show that positioned it really well. They said everything in life is a lesson or a blessing. So that failure is a lesson. You take something out of it. I mean, the issue is some people dwell on it and kind of harp on it and why me or why did this happen to me? But taking it objectively without feelings involved, what did I learn from this? Why did it fail? You know, should I pivot this idea? Should I pivot the way I go about maybe this relationship or this company or whatever? And learning from it, if you have to go a different direction, you go a different direction like you did, or, you know, improving the process and taking those learnings, because most likely than not, you'll have a tougher hurdle in the future that you can apply what you learned from this failure currently or in the past. That's right. You know, it's very interesting because I mentioned this little story in my book that when I was doing the handbags, I have a friend who's very, very successful in business. And he reminds me of a uh, Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. And he's very direct. And I said to him, would you come to, to my office? I would love your feedback. So he comes in and he's looking at all the bags and he's looking at all the the products that I have, so many SKUs. And he tells me, Miriam, are you a moron? 
And I started laughing. Now, so many people, my, my kids were horrified. He called you a moron. He came to us and tell, and I'm like, it was the gift of knowledge that he gave me. He, he strongly put me in the right direction. So I could see that as somebody putting me down, or I can see that as somebody loving me enough to be honest and redirecting me. So it's all perspective is how we choose to see what happens to us. And I still till today cherish that I have a friend that is that honest with me. Yeah, I agree. And I think that brutal honesty is important. And the way people deliver feedback is different. So you can't fault them for being super direct. So, you know, there's situations where you have to understand. So the things that you've dealt with in your life and people you've dealt with, you get empathy for situations and it builds to and adds to your emotional IQ. So at that point, you understood your friend was like that and they positioned information like that. But that brutal honesty, a lot of you know, inner circles people have in terms of, you know, founders, startup founders, you know, unicorn companies, a lot of people are just like, yes, people. So they just want to keep that person happy. This is a great idea and, and aren't brutally honest. So I think that brutal honesty saves a lot of time and a lot of kind of pain if, if you have someone like that in your life. 100%. 100%. So I'm, I'm grateful. <laughs> and I have fixed skin. <laughs> I can handle it. Yeah, and it's how you take it. I mean, it could be directed or, you know, packaged someone somewhat brutally, but it's like, do you let that part get to you? Or can you just take that feedback out of it and see if it actually makes sense? Right. It wasn't coming from a bad place. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. I also believe that if you think you may be a moron, you're going to be insulted. But if you think, you know, I'm brave, you know, I went from a service-based company to a, a product-based company. I learned everything myself. I traveled. I learned about leather. I, I'm not a moron, but I don't know everything in this area, and I'm still learning. So if you're confident in your abilities, you also won't take that so much to heart because you understand it's just a, a redirect. Yeah, and I think it's important to get perspectives of people in different industries and different points of view. So if you get professionals within the fashion industry, they, they may look at something just from that lens. But if you get five different people in a room, all different walks of life, all kinds of businesses, they may give you feedback that you may have never gotten and it may be valuable at the same time. So what's one thing you may have seen as a weakness in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? A weakness is for sure this um, desire of accomplishing and being afraid that I'm not going to accomplish what I want to and then devoting way too much time to work. Um, at the same time, by doing so, I managed to get ahead much faster because if I am working 15, 18 hours a day, I am accomplishing a lot. Uh, but it is a weakness because, it, it, you know, I'm not supposed to make my work my life. My work is just supposed to come, you know, supplement and you know, finance my living. So it's definitely something that I still struggle. I do love to work. I love to work. Um, but it, it's not great for my health. I'm sitting way too much. So it affects in other ways. And this is what I'm working on. 
Yeah, I mean, it's hard to cut things off when you truly kind of intertwine your, you know, personal passion and your mission and what you actually do in terms of your company or your role. So it's tough to have uh, off switch in that sense, because you always have ideas, you always want to finish that one thing up. And I mean, it, it's hard. I mean, personally, I'm standing for this interview. So I'd like like breaking the monotony and kind of like standing makes me feel a little bit more energetic. But yeah, like you said, sometimes you start working and it's, you know, one time and then you look, it's like 15 hours later, like you said, and you don't know where the time went. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a work in progress. I, I have to, to make changes, especially as I'm getting older. Um, and, and I, it's not recommended. You know, I really, when I was able to feel better about myself, I was able to see that when I started working like that, I was trying to use it work as a drug, you know, I was masking. So now we became just like, oh my God, I have so much to accomplish. Still not great, you know? I have to have the belief that I'm going to manage, that I'm going to accomplish, and that there is a domino effect, that I'm sending this message and I don't know where this message is going. Your followers may hear this and may be interested in the path and may start searching for Kintsugi and may feel better, and I, I may never find out. So I have to have the belief that the message is being spread and everybody that, that I need to touch, I will touch directly or indirectly. Yeah, I agree. So what's one piece of advice you can leave with the audience, personal or professional? So personal, for sure, you can put, you can heal. You can put your pieces back together. That there is a path, there is a, there is a way to do it. That yes, for every person, it means something different. Because for one person, um, being a giver, being a kind is going to look different than for the other. But definitely kindness is, is one of the biggest golden nuggets. I call it in my book, the, the golden nuggets of healing. Um, but there is a way to heal. So anybody who feels traumatized, hurt, upset, and angry, it's worth to do the work. It's worth to do it because you can, there is a path, and there is a way out. Obviously, I'm not talking about people that have chemical imbalances and issues that really need medication and need treatment. I'm, I'm talking more about people that it is based on circumstances that happen in their lives. But invest in your well-being. Invest in finding joy. This is from a personal uh, point of view. Professionally, don't buy the lies that people sell now more than ever, that you can become an instant success if you follow their advice, their courses, their books. There is no instant success. Work it requires time, devotion, but most of all, it really requires you believing in what you're selling. So align everything, do it at your own pace. Don't look at any, anybody else's journey. Your journey is your journey. It really aligns with the person that you are. And don't compete because so much of what you see online is not even reality. You know, so that's my recommendation. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's one of those things, like you mentioned earlier, uh, not playing the victim. So, you know, a traumatic situation, 
may happen. I mean, everybody needs time to heal and grieve, but it's like, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to harness it and move towards something positive? Not to say you'll ever forget it, but you learn to live with it or you're going to use it as kind of a crutch. Well, I didn't succeed because so-and-so happened or I didn't succeed because so-and-so did something to me. And like you said, also, you know, social media is a good example. It's an artificial kind of highlight reel of somebody's life. So when you're seeing pictures, you know, video clips of this perfect life or, you know, people going on all these trips, they're dealing with the same issues and same problems that you are. And a lot of the stuff in those videos and pictures are either rented, not there. So it's, you know, this grandiose life and what's going on, it may not even be what it actually is showing. I promise you that I've spoken to so many people that uh, changed their message because they went through major adversity and they were comparing their lives before it was completely fake. Uh, so yeah, we all go through, through adversity. I know I always say like that, there is no destination. There is no arriving. Life is about the journey. It is about figuring out. It's about the growth. It's about failing and succeeding at times. And, and it's just about that process. So you want to have the best journey that you can. And you do that by working on your personal joy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the whole part of it or majority of it is the journey. So if you treat it like a destination, you get to that goal possibly. And then, then what? So it's, it's a constant kind of uh, moving target, basically. Exactly. <laughs> exactly that. So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you? Sure. So my fashion company is called Mika Fashion, M-I-K-A-H fashion.com. My book is called Heal with Gold, and it is available on Amazon. The course that's going to be coming out, it's Heal with Gold as well. And you can go to healwithgold.com. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Thank you. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.